broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Alright guys, and we are live here on Phoenix92.5M. The WrestlingRewind.com, NerdToKnowMedia.com, YouTube, Twitter, all that good stuff, and Twitch if you're in the chat. Thank you for joining us. Uh, leave us a message on the screen and we'll be able to um, get to it because we have a lot to talk about this week. Last week, obviously, we didn't get the chance to do a show, so sorry about that. But Dave, welcome back. It's a great day for wrestling, everybody. I, I don't even know where to start, Dara. There is so much going on. You know, in a time when the world, you could say, is quite literally falling apart, I still find a way to be sports entertained. Not just by the past and the rewind, by things happening in the present, by things happening in the present that are referencing the past. My mind's all over the place. I'm just with you tonight. You lead and I shall follow, my See- Irish friend. <laughs> that's some intro I tell you it's great yeah I tell you you know you. I know you listen to a lot of THC and I can tell because that's like a Greg Carroll would uh, introduction right there <laughs> um, and not just because I you know we share a YouTube channel so I mean you know yeah, yeah I know did you say THC yeah the hard side chat did you oh, put that? yeah no I did go through a lot of them recently yeah, there's yeah, some good yeah. stuff on there they shout are, out yeah. to those guys they do a good job they do um, Greg, Greg Harwell yeah. shows so fantastic but anyway, I must yeah, say so... welcome back to the only show hosted by people that don't hate wrestling and trust me this is a week where we do not hate wrestling there's nothing to hate <laughs> that's the thing there's all nothing three to hate. are great yeah. uh, there was something from all three promotions this week that made me happy and I, I when does that happen last Dara it's it's been a while it's been a long it's, time. Uh, I will say um, we're going to kind of put Survivor Series 1998 on ice for this week. Or we might jump in. I don't know if you have time or not. We might jump in and do it over the weekend because it is a great show to watch. But so much happened that like in current time, WWE, uh, AEW and Impact that I don't think we'll get to it. So I mean, particularly since we didn't do show last week, where which had like the biggest talking point of the year, probably. So yes, it did. We didn't get to do Dave doesn't follow the news, which would have which, been maybe the best segment in which, history. Yeah, because unfortunately, since little. then I have seen that news. Yeah, I guess no, we should talk. I guess we should. So of course, we're talking about the biggest story of the the year. You know, we're talking about a, a phenomenal debut. Phenomenal debut. A phenomenal debut. Um, of not AJ Styles, but and not AJ Lee, not AJ, <laughs> but CJ Swaggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to say, he does actually look like AJ Styles. Like, <laughs> there's a certain I, element. Yeah. yeah, he does. He does pull it off really well. And I was just like, oh my god, Dave needs to see this. And then I was hoping nobody would like tell you about it because it's such an unbelievable thing. But yeah, he comes out and it's just like, oh well, this is like. This is what they. This is what this is what impact would be if Dave was booking it. <laughs> they couldn't get. Yeah, I would have it. definitely done that. I absolutely yeah. would. Oh, I and know you, you know. Would. You know that uh, Machine Gun Anderson, no doubt, texted AJ beforehand. and was like, "Dude, tune into Impact. You gotta watch this. <laughs> you gotta watch this." Because um, I don't think AJ minds. He probably thinks it's hilarious. I don't know, man. I can see AJ going back. Well, here's what I'll say. I forgot how much I missed. Uh, Born to Fly. That is a great theme. Oh, I don't like it with the rap. I like the, the right. early version of it. You yes, know, the agreed. one from, from 2007. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, that's my favorite AJ um, theme. But yeah, like on the Impact social media, they were playing lots of old AJ stuff. Uh, so I'm like, there's, AJ's, there's AJ's more not happy about something right now. And oh, that's I just me. I I'm just saying that. I wouldn't be I either. Wouldn't. They sack all my mates mm-hmm. and then you know they don't give me anything to do 
Um, I can see him going back, man. And particularly if they're doing this AEW thing, that's hard to really turn down. You know, it's like, hey, okay. You know, because they're probably going to be able to fork up some dollars to get him back. He's kind of done everything in WDB right now. So, I mean, what does he have? I mean, that's that's kind of the thing, right? So 2016, AJ Styles made his debut and, you know, my, my, my passion for wrestling returned in a way I never thought that it would. Mm. Uh, he was featured on pay-per-views matter of fact it's funny i was looking through um the survivor series posters and there's two years in a row where one side is lesnar and one side is aj styles face and they're right against each other like this is a guy that was pushed to the moon he had feuds with literally everybody that he could have feuds with came out on top in the ones that ultimately would matter he held Mm -hmm. the championship multiple times long lengths of time he had a great stable he got to play a great face he got to play a great heel he made a ton of money on merchandise i know because well i bought a lot of that merchandise so you know at at this point he can do whatever he wants aj is the guy who can just go wherever people are going to love him he's not who he was in other words he was 20 or 30 in other words he's ready to to fly I would say he's ready to fly. <laughs> he might never do a spiral tap again. Um, I, I had a hard come to Jesus moment this week where I realized that's probably out the door. Mm. Um, but you know what? I, I watched his match from Survivor Series and he did some stuff in there I haven't seen him do in a while. He did one of the uh, the Kip Up Huracaranas, which never gets the right amount of fanfare that it should because Think about how ridiculous that is to be literally on your back and you, without even using your hands, kip up and grab somebody by the neck and do a hurricanrana. It's insanity. It's the phenomenal. Guy's still got it. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I don't know, man. I've kind of, I've been thinking a lot about what WDB can do with their current product. Like I'm watching a, um, with interest. War Games is obviously this weekend, which. Um, yes. You know, it's it's always a good show, but we'll see if we have time again. I don't know if we will or not, but War Games is always fun, and that kind of seems to be where a lot of their their panaz is going. You know, the NXT show is what it is. It's always it's it's never one that you feel disappointed or let down after watching. I can't say that so much about the current product in with WWE because there's very little of substance there. You know, it, we talked about Survivor Series and. Nothing happened except for Undertaker's big thing. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't say it was worth watching. But with with AEW, particularly now with Impact kind of working together, there yeah. is lots yeah. of reason. A lot of reasons. Who saw that except for maybe us? Who saw Exactly, those yeah. Who saw, who saw that but maybe us? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it, you know. I think believe we did actually say something very similar, but um it's it's one of those things where in an age where WWE is consolidating its power to an extent where it's like we have nowhere to go, AEW I think realized right, and they, I think they said this. I think Meltzer said this. Um, we are already aware that a lot of guys are. Oh, no, actually, Meltzer said it, but we said it too. You said it. A lot of these guys who are working in Impact are probably going to go work in AEW after a while, you know, because it's number two. So. It makes sense for them to work together. It's the it, only know. thing that's going to surprise me in all of this is I've already heard because you go on to um, Reddit or any of the big forums right now. I mean, conspiracy theories are flying through the roof of like, oh, who's going to wrestle against two? What dream matches are we going to get to see? And I think what intrigues me the most right now is how do Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows play into this? Because as you and I know, they are, let's say, allegedly blacklisted from AEW because of a certain dispute that happened around their signing. So will this lead to a true Bullet Club reunion? Are we going to brush that away and they're going to get the money they deserve? They are the champs. It doesn't have to. They can just show up. I'd like to see it happen. I'd like to see them capture... The AEW gold and be the only team to have TNA, AEW, WWE, and NJ. Well, here's the thing, right? We've seen invasions go south. Obviously, uh, anyone who's been following the show from the get-go, some of the earliest earliest shows of this, where it was literally the eight-hour podcast on myself and Gary 
from a couple of years ago broke down the entire version, you know. Um, uh, but now this is a chance to kind of do that again, but in a new way without worrying about having a crazy old man booking it. We just have to worry about the mark who might be booking it. Um, because you know, if they can't, if they can't control. If they can't control their the house, I'm concerned about certain things. Um, let's talk about something that I know is near and dear to your heart, and we've actually talked about many, many times. And uh, I guess the kibosh has kind of been putting on by a certain debut that happened this week. But uh, I hate using them as a source, but I'll admit when they do have things that seem factual. According to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Sting also had been interested in doing a cinematic match with The Undertaker. Yeah. So that is on the record, real, not just you and I playing jabs at each other each week no, talking it's, about. No, it's, it's what makes sense. It made perfect sense. As I said, the only, the way to keep that going um, in a very real way was the cinematic stuff. Yeah. But I think with the Undertaker being done, like done done. He is done done. By done the way. done. Yeah. I think I there's no there's no way. Like it's what really kind of did it for me was the the media stuff. You know, where he starts showing up, mm-hmm. you know, just talking as Mark Calloway. I'm what like, was right, your yeah. what was your I have my recommendation. What is if if you dare are going to recommend one media non WWE media appearance that Mark Calloway has made during this done done period. What would you recommend people check out? Oh, that's kind of unfair because in the Stone Cold Steve Austin one is fantastic. Right. Non WWE. I know, I know. I know that's why I'm saying it's unfair because I do think that's the best one. Um but the what was it, the chicken wings one? No yes. way the wings. Yes, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of hot ones. I have been for years. I actually own some of the hot sauces myself that they yeah. use on the show. Mm. That was a really cool, really cool it interview. Was, it was, but when the fact you see, you see stuff like that and he popped up in loads of different places, I'm like, right, there's this has never happened before. And then when I saw the Brothers of Destruction thing, which was really weird. Mm. And, you got it. That's, yeah, and the, hats and, off. And the Stone Cold Steve Austin one, I'm like, right, man, this is... There's no way this isn't done, right? Because you can't, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, right? It's like, right, and he did two Stone Cold Broken yeah. Skull sessions, right? He's, he's t- the second one, I'd say, was a bit more open than the first one. Yeah. But when when you expose yourself that much, you're like, right, well, there really is nothing else. Like the last the last ride left it open, but when you watch it again, you're like, all right, it didn't leave it open that much. You know, what's cool to me in all of this is um, my little brother actually came up to me the other day. I call him little. The kid's 6'4", like 240 pounds. He's a monster uh, defensive end in football. But uh, he uh, came up to me and was like... That's that's American football for... Yes, that is American football. Yes, it absolutely is. Um, And just him coming up to me and saying... I've been reading all this stuff about Undertaker and he keeps saying that like the best wrestler of this generation is AJ Styles. How cool is that? I know you like that guy. Hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. Well, it's true, you know, and it's just one of those things where you're like, right, well, what else is there left to do for you to take? And I know if Finn's called him back for one more match, he would do it. And that was made very clear. Um, but I don't see it happening. Like, and I think Sting probably saw the same thing and was like, well, look, there's no point in me just sitting here because I want it. Like, it lo- he makes some money. He's got well, a family, makes some money. He doesn't really have to do hard work. I, I mean, don't. no offense. I mean, it is hard, but I mean, you know. Well, look, uh, there's there's two ways to look at this. There's the Legends deal, which WDB offer, which right. I'm sure is unbelievable, right? But he doesn't really want, like, I got the I got the impression from Sting that he didn't particularly want his career to end the way it ended because I don't mm. think he think I don't think I don't think he thinks it's over and I know that's right. well, no the whole buckle bomb the whole Seth Rollins thing yeah. about the bad taste in everybody's mouth absolutely so I think if WWE to be fair look and I'm not just saying this because it's me but I think WWE missed 
the opportunity here. He is. That's exactly why he's saying it. <laughs> no, but they obviously did. You know, the way they used thing it was a massive. I don't know why they ever had that match with Seth Rollins to begin with. Not blaming Seth, but it was such a weird thing to do. It was like, why didn't you just give the Undertaker match? It would have made way more sense. But anyway, what I'm saying, what they had left, they did have one more chance to do it. They were going to do it. They probably would have said, look, we're going to do it next next year or WrestleMania. But they're not. So it was never going to happen. You know, what made it real for me, um, and I, I, I just yesterday actually watched Survivor Series and in particular the full uh, Taker but, thing. But I just and, well, before, before you get into that, because that's, okay. that's, that's, that is a conversation in itself. But with the with the Sting thing, what Sting made, because there, there is multi-aspects to this thing, right? Where it's like, it's, the, it's Taker leaving, it's Sting leaving, right? And what I mean is, the, the the major aspect in this is where it's like right we got we got these two big figures where they're in the right place at the wrong time mm. and the right time is never going to come who do you think did better with Sting's debut uh, WWE or AEW now oh, I know it's hard because no, of the AEW. crowd thing AEW absolutely the a- look as much as I don't like it uh, personally because I just I I don't see the value in it, honestly, like for anyone other than Sting. And look, if he's happy, that's the main thing. But I don't see the value in it to AEW. I don't see the value in it. But it did. It is probably a fantastic debut. It's their best debut of any yes. anyone so far. There's a great video I'm sure anybody can uh, find online if you want to go on Reddit. It's on Squared Circle right now where they actually play side-by-side Sting's WWE debut and Sting's AEW debut. Mm. And uh, yeah. Yeah, like it's, it's no question. Is, but is, what cracked me up about it is I was talking to my friend um, who texted me right after Dynamite aired and was like losing his mind over a bunch of things that happened on this episode, obviously. Mm. And uh, one of the things that we were talking about is, you know, like I have talked on this show openly about is Cody Rhodes. He's just not my favorite because I feel like every match with him somehow has to harken back to the past and it's storyline, and I really liked it at first. I thought it was amazing, but now it's predictable and tiring. Mm. And my friend's response was, yeah, but Cody doesn't do stuff like that anymore. And I immediately texted back, you just told me that Sting interrupted his match. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> See, th- that's it, you know, and it, it's, I've seen the Sting thing many times. I'm a Sting fan, right? I've seen this happen in TNA many times. I've seen it happen for about, what, 12 years? Um, happened in WWE, and it's like, well, look, that's a cynical way to look at it, I think, in one, one, one sense. In one sense, it's actually exactly what's happening. But what I think it is, is that the phenom, the conscience of wrestling is gone. Mm. So Sting is now the conscience of wrestling. And that's, I don't think you're wrong. Because and I that's, mean, that's kind of what I see. Uh, that's why that's the only reason why I think he did it. Because it's like, well, look, I can't have the match with the Undertaker. There is no other Undertaker, but wrestling still needs a conscience. If there was to be another, um, would they call him Boneyard Skull Crew? Is that what they're called? Yeah, uh, what's a. Yeah, Bone Skull Crew. Something, something like something that. Like they mentioned on Raw this week. Yeah. Um, or if there was to be another wrestler's court um, in WWE or in a different company, and if it wasn't Undertaker, I think Sting would be next in line. Yeah, but charge, that's it. Right? I, I, you know, I think because even, you know, in and outside the ring, they're so similar, which I think is why a lot of people wanted them to face off because of that. They are uh, very they're very devoted human beings, not just in terms of their allegiance in wrestling, not just in terms of their um, personal relationships, but to be perfectly frank um, in the way that they express their religion as well is a real tenement for both of these human beings. And I think that's what has made them kind of a, whether you agree with them or not, I don't really care right now. That's not the point of what I'm saying. The point is that they have a certain moral authority principles. and principle that yeah. other people looked up to. Absolutely. Like if, if Taker respected you, then you were good. You were cool. And that was it, you know, and it, it's the fact that Taker, the man, 
like the character and the man are done. You know, Mark Holloway is who he is now, which is you know fair. He's earned it, but yes. I think Sting, the wrestler, isn't done, and Sting the character isn't done. Steve Borden doesn't want to be Steve Borden yet. No, and it's like you know what? That's fair because everyone can need. And I think there is room because I was thinking the other day. I was like, there is no Undertaker. Wrestling is done. As far as that, I think that was one. We'll, we'll we will get to that in a moment. But what I mean is like there is room finally for that kind of step in because who else is going to be there's no one else you know and then once Sting goes well you know we'll be in a different situation and I'd imagine but no I mean you're genuinely left with as much as I hate to say it Triple H ah uh, yeah but Triple H and he's got he doesn't have that mystique and he's broken the fourth wall so much and the whole DX stuff really yeah but but, tri- in but, terms of, but tri- yeah. Triple H hasn't been Triple H the character in 10 years right right very true you know? and that's i think that's what i was just like trying to get i mean you have kane but, but on kane the other hand a kane's a mayor yeah <laughs> it's so uh, it's like you know and I, i'm not even saying guys on the edge there i mean like these figures who transcend the like austin can still do it austin can still do it um if not for some rather yeah i know what you're gonna say said, i know what you're gonna say Hogan, Hogan could have done it. Yeah. I'm um, unfortunately if, if Hogan, kind of yeah. If Hogan wasn't such a piece of, you know, uh he if Hogan it. didn't allow himself to be recorded when he visited his son in jail, we'd have a much different picture of the wrestling world. Didn't rec- I no, I'm not more not touching this one. Uh, <laughs> but who else? Um I mean you've got Bret Hart, but Bret Hart's oh, had no, some Bret- sour grapes. Bret Hart's far out of town. Um, <laughs> Shawn Michaels, Shawn because Michaels, of the drugs, will never yeah, be on Shawn, that level. He'll never be on that level. Uh, see, it's a very small list, and it gets. Oh my god! Off. And I, I feel so. When I meet you guys again, please understand that this is all part of commentary. Don't kick me in the face with a super kick, Shawn Michaels. Don't I kick, don't mean it that way. No, don't. Um, it's it, no, it's not that. It's it's it. For me, it's more kind of a case of. Who embodies wrestling? Who embodies what, wrestling? What, what character transcends the ring? There's very few. There's very few. And again, it's it's. It, I think it's the the Mount. It's often boiled down of this the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. You know, what's that question mean, and why is it such a big one? You know, um, Andre the Giant, unquestionable, but he's not. No, I. I, I well, it, it. What I mean is. Think of this as an ev- an ever uh, an ever moving Mount Rushmore, right? Whereas, like, right. as we're left, who is that for the current guys now? Who can still come out and get those pops? Because Cena's gone. See, see, Cena is the last one who could probably do it. But I he's don't think, not there. I I think because we took Cena for granted for so much of his Cena last five or Cena so years. Can, there, C- Cena came along at the worst time. He because, did, and it's unfortunate. And, and, and I was guilty of it. I hate, I hated John Cena at his, in his main run because I'm like, there is nobody else. We need other people, and now we're at the point where there's nobody in there. Like, it's, well, mate, I've said this to you before, you know, and I, I know else. that because of your early or late '90s love, rather, you don't see it. But this is exactly how we felt during 2001 to 2003 with Triple H. Mm. We, we just couldn't stand him anymore. He may have been the best. He may have been at the top of, quote unquote, the game or whatever, but it was so predictable he was going to win that nobody cared. And McMahon has always had this philosophy of having the certain guys like Hogan, Mm. uh, like Cena, like Reigns, where you don't lose because you're going to be the top guy. And if you lose, it means something. Yeah. And I don't think Roman Reigns transcends wrestling yet. No, he's, like, make, he's making good strides right now, though. I will say, look, I really like this Roman character Reigns. works. Well, I've always liked Roman Reigns, I've never had any bad things. I think it's just because I've met the guy and he's such a nice guy. I'm like, it's really hard not to like you, you know. Like, I met I mean, Shield. Seth, Seth didn't doesn't transcend, dude. I met, I met, I met the trade him in Dublin in okay. 2012, uh, 2013, right? Literally the nicest guys ever, and it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> it's just. You know, I can never not like you guys, right? So there was that, but you know, Seth it doesn't transcend, right? He just he's amazing, but it's not there. You know, 
Uh, Dean I could maybe, maybe. I was going to say Ambrose and Moxley, maybe. I could actually see, it's, see it's, it's, Braun Strowman becoming that no, it's, guy it's, eventually. See, it's, it's not... Uh, it's not something they can even do because they're all immensely talented and they're, they're just incredible, but it's just the way this presentation is. It's I don't even know what it is. It's It could be nostalgia. It could be hype. It could be history. It could be, I don't know, but there's no one from the current generation. who had Jericho, maybe, but Jericho... Yeah, but Jericho's kind of tarnishing, and tarnished, I mean this with all respect. I, yeah, I know where you're going. He's tarnishing his own legacy every time he walks out, walks out in AEW curtain. And it's like... But then again, the same thing would happen in WWE. It, it's it's really difficult, you know. I think I think Taker managed to have that longevity because he worked like two days a week, two days a year. And yeah, was, I mean, and that's the thing. Third, that I think it. there's a line in. Um, it's in the last ride. I don't know if it's in the last ride. It might be actually just have been in the the farewell, which I know we're not getting into. But there's a line about being able to ride the edge of the lightning bolt for thirty years. Uh, is oh so yeah, it is the farewell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. I mean, who can do that? I mean, um, there's some women. Uh, like when I talk wrestling now um, with family or people bring things up to me, you have the people you expect. You always hear about Rick Flair. Here's a question. Do you think Rock? No, I don't think so. I don't think so with the Rock either. I don't. Th- I think as I think- weird as it sounds, I feel like people no longer associate the Rock with wrestling. I think they played the hand too hard too early and they got all the juice out of them mm-hmm. when it was still there. If The Rock two years from now was the host of WrestleMania, that would be a lot more impactful than helping The Miz retain over John Cena a couple years ago. Or have him come out to try to get Roman Reigns over when it happened. Mm, when work. the Royal Rumble happens yeah. and the Rock gets booed because it's in Philly and we don't care. We hated Roman. Yeah. <laughs> we I were d- going to boo. Yeah. Sorry, Rock. It was cool to see you, but we but, still booed you. Yeah, they played um, they played the hand too early. And again, it's it's that, you know, as stupid as it sounds, because, you know, we all know what wrestling is, but they they played it too. It's like, the only way to say it is, like the thing about The Undertaker is, it's like The Undertaker would show up and it was The Undertaker. Mm. Right. So who else? So your question is kind of who else is there? And I think at the no, end no, of the no, day, no. You're it's... left with Austin, right? Austin really is the only other guy, and I think it's because his on stage or in ring persona is so close to his, you know, maybe out of ring persona. But it's not even that. It's like because obviously, you know, Mark Calloway is not the Undertaker, right? He's he's not living in a coffin. He's not, you know. Tombstone and people and all that stuff. He's not fire and lightning. Sure? I see. I did don't know. <laughs> that, that's, that's the thing. It could. That's the thing. I mean, there's a whole if, there's a whole happened, suite at Titan yeah, Towers. If, I don't know. If I happened, him in the cast of True Blood exactly. might just be chilling in there. Yeah. If I if I happened, you're like, well, okay. <laughs> well, Austin as well is the same kind of thing where you're like, well, you are Don't go, Steve. You are that guy, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. there's no one else who really kind of does that because they pulled the curtain so far back or the character was so not them where as soon as they got a chance to move away from it they did and now mm. it's gone which is you know the danger of playing the either the two true life the thing and you're not actually that way or um you know kind of having this thing that you move around and that happened with triple h where as soon as he dropped the the uber heel persona and you know you're like oh this is triple h he's like helping all these kids and he's super cool and you know so whatever. who is who is that current guy because it's not by the there way isn't. this, this, this thing. is totally random but this is a sentence i'm not going to think of to say later sure the amount of muscle mass that john cena has lost since leaving the wwe is really starting to bother me well that's you know that there's a reason for that yeah but rock went the other way rock went i'm going to super do more of yeah, such but, things but there's a reason for that too but why wouldn't Cena go that route? Because he wants to chill out. Yeah, but he's not the Rock. Yeah. Do you I know, know that this, there's a difference? You know, <laughs> I guess. I, well, you got me there. He's yeah, not the Rock. All right, that's fair. Yeah, it's like the Rock wants to be this huge monster. It's like, all right, Cena's like, I want to be in comedies. I think that's actually yeah, pretty that's fair. My display settings are off. I need to correct this. <laughs> alien but yeah the the only um yeah the only other guy i can think that has that now is thing who still has that kind of oof 
and that's why AEW wanted him. And he probably knew that as well. When when when, when the Flair up- still has it. No, Flair doesn't have it. No, you don't no. think so? No, 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 I don't. Or do you think that he's such kind of a mess that he's kind of like a? No, I don't mean he, joke because that sounds terrible. He but. had it. He had it in two thousand one, like really. Mm, and even okay. his and even his running even like oh was it oh five where he had 05. a match against triple h for the yeah. title and i i was thinking about this earlier today oddly enough and i was convinced he was going to win and they were going to give him one he, more run he, he had a tlc match with miz on raw which was amazing too hey what's up with miz having the money right? in the bank weird match? yeah i don't know yeah, anyway I don't know what's going on. but um you know that's what i mean like it's it's such yeah. a it's such a weird thing and you know Having them so close together, where it's like, all right, Taker's gone, staying is back, really underscores that specialness of those characters. So for AEW, I totally get why they're like, hey, man, we're going to do this. But from Sting's perspective, he's probably like, well, look, I'm never going to get the one match I want from WWE. So there's no point in me being here. I'm going to go off and be the conscience of wrestling elsewhere. And this allows them, and he, they probably said, look, because apparently the books have been pitching this to to Marky for about two years and um, now they now he's like alright cool here's money um, gonna ask my dad for more money and uh, that's what happened <laughs> you know and uh, yeah so I just hope I, my, my fear on this is that they ruin Impact Wrestling and I'm like please don't do it because on one hand I'm really excited because I'm like right this is cool this is great but it's always a winner and loser on this it would be great to see guys like Chris Saban finally get their due. Yeah, and look, and you know, don't get me wrong, right? as much Rich as Rich Swan, how happy are you that Rich Swan is the TNA champion when yeah. all this is occurring? Inverse Omega, I'm in. Unbelievable. I watched. But, um, but, you guys can find but, this. But but but, but oh, okay, but, I'll, I'll wait. But, I'll, but, I, I have but, something but, to say, but I will I know, let you but, interject. Yeah, okay. But. Omega's gonna win. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but Omega's gonna win, and he's gonna beat him decisively. Yeah, there's gonna be a one-winged angel that, and that's what I'm worried no about. No Phoenix Splash can survive from the match. Will probably out this world, probably match of the year. But oh, yeah, speaking of match of the year, now I'm gonna interject where you're cutting me off. Um, I saw an incredible match on YouTube last night. If you guys go on, um, yeah, that's right. I'm gonna totally plug somebody that doesn't sponsor us in any way shape or form and never will uh shout out to high spots wrestling they put up a free match between teddy hart and rich swan from i believe 2019 there might be 25 people in the crowd and it is amazing hey there's more people there than that wrestlemania (laughs) that's 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 very true i mean it's it's what you would expect. Teddy has to get on the mic for five minutes before the match and say how he's doing it all for his family and how he's, you know, oh my gosh, what's Teddy's line now? He's like the best there. He's the way he's like the present, the past and the future is how he's ripping off Brett's line. He should say I'm the best that can get a little bed in the morning. <laughs> That's true. But you know, I do, I do love um, Teddy and he's certainly been through some trying things in his life uh, a couple years ago. So yeah, Fair seeing play. him, seeing him wrestle Swan, I was like, okay. And this was right before Swan put on those 25 muscle, uh, 25 pounds of muscle mass that we've been talking about. So I don't know, man, I'm interested, but you're right. I'm scared like you because impact has this nice little thing going. Yeah. They have, if, this, they have this nice little like, thing where they're being left alone and they're pumping out quality yeah. content and it's a so, lot of fun. So, so if TNA had invaded Ring of Honor, they did. That well, happened. Okay, wait. <laughs> I've seen this before. Oh, wait. oh we <laughs> lived this life. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this before. I've watched like, this movie. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's the concern isn't coming from my distaste for AEW. It's coming from, oh, this never goes well. Never. Every time this has happened, it's gone bad. And it's usually <laughs> a bigger company that ends up messing up the smaller company. So I don't know. Apparently they're trying to bring in uh, New Japan into this as well. So hopefully this doesn't get muddled. Yeah, because that, oh, that went so well with WCW and ECW going against I mean, I thought, it, I thought it was perfect, honestly. I mean, who, who would I rather have as a commissioner for WCW than Shane McMahon? 
Uh, see, that's who, who, by Mahomes. the way, I know we're not talking about this pay-per-view until next week, but shout out to Shane McMahon for wearing black cargo pants as a referee during a match. Oh, she needs to. Just rock the 90s style. I Absolutely. want cargo pants to come back. Everything else from the 90s has come back. Uh, they left cargo pants behind, and I'd like to see them brought to the present. Absolutely. Cargo pants are where it's at. Yeah, especially if you're a juggler. They're great. I mean, I can anywhere I go, my balls are always with me. Just a hand's reach away. And, you know, it made, made life a lot more interesting. Absolutely. Cargo pants. Keep your balls handy. <laughs> uh, this is where if we had a Ridge Wallet sponsorship, it would be handy because you're like, you can get your Ridge Wallet. <laughs> yeah. Um, or Raid Shadow Legends. You know, whatever. So you pick your phone out, play the game. I don't know. You can put a little QR code up. Yeah, it'd be good to go. But um, yeah. yeah, so look, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to give it a fair chance before I hate it. Tuesdays are the new Wednesdays. Well, see, that's the thing, right? So not only is it on Tuesday, but um, Impact, I think, is the show that's actually going to be the one. To, like, I know we said that, but what I mean is it's not only going to be the show to watch from now on. It's going to be the show to actually, like, pay attention to as far as where a lot of this is going to go down. And here's the thing. If you guys are in the UK... Um, you can actually catch Impact uh, on free sports TV every Wednesday night. So, yeah, and if you are in the US, um, I do believe it's on Axis TV, but it's mm-hmm. always available. Correct me if I'm wrong on their Twitch channel. Yes, it is, and that is the place to watch it. I had three people since Wednesday um, already text me and say oh my God, this is amazing, but I have no idea where to watch Impact. I know you talk about it. Where do I watch it? Just go to their Twitch channel. Don't know how to find their Twitch channel. Thankfully, a couple years ago, a couple guys invented this thing called Google. Type in Impact Twitch channel. You'll yeah. sure you're sure to come across right up. Yeah. And not only there as well, they play older, older stuff as well sometimes. So oh, yeah, pretty sometimes cool. you get free pay-per-views. Turning Point, for instance, was streamed free. So. And if you want to spend some money, you can get the Impact app. So Yes, which has everything. It's like WWE, but not painful to watch. It's like WWE, except all AJ Styles. <laughs> As if that's a bad thing. I know, right? Um, yeah, so look, that's where we stand on that. Now, we are obviously going to pay attention. It's crazy that we, we turn our attention to Impact Wrestling, and then it just becomes the battleground of the biggest story of the year. This is so surreal for me. It's because unreal. when we had broached this topic in planning meetings and... I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if impacts for me. I gave up on it years ago. And uh, yeah, it kind of sucked me back in pay-per-view by pay-per-view. And right at the time where I was the most sucked in, I mean, that match that Swan and Callahan had. Uh, Sorry, Swan and... um, Now now it's escaping me. Was it it Rajit or was it Callahan? Who did he wrestle at that tournament? Callahan. Callahan. It was Callahan. Yeah, it was Callahan, yeah. Uh, I haven't lost it. Such that, a, I mean, that match that Swan Callahan had was so, so, so good. It's such a... That, it's, um, but, even I mean, on the, but even on the shows week to week, it's been such a solid show. And we haven't covered it week to week. We will find a way to make that happen because the guys in Impact actually help us out a fair bit. On yeah, they that. deserve it. Um, it's it's just, it's, it's great, you know. So I'm excited, you know, to, to kind of see what is going on. But the way it's happened is really weird. Sting showing up is weird. It's like... It feels like they definitely have something here. I just hope they actually know what they have. And it's not just going to be Cody Rhodes burying people. So, yeah. which could happen. Yeah. And it's just like, please don't let that happen. Like, look, if Jericho's there, he's been this, he's been there before. He might be able to be like, hey, lads, let's not do this again. Let's just kind of figure this out properly. And it, the books seem to really be into this. You know, uh, Impact now are playing the old Generation Me stuff, like videos. So they seem yes. to yes, yeah. Jared. A lot of generation. I'm hearing a lot of hype of people saying we want to see Generation Me versus the Young Bucks. And, generation uh, Me are the Young Bucks. Yeah, well, I know. I'm aware. I didn't say everybody else is as intelligent as you and I. Right. But I no. said that I got text saying we want to see Generation Me versus the Young Bucks, and I was oh, like, God, okay. But I was here, like, what? Where do you want to go with that? But here's one thing, right? <laughs> so about ten years ago, the the Bucks as Generation Me had some incredible matches with the guns right 10 years later I still want to see the books versus the guns because oh, that that's going to be unbelievable 
I want to see them. Do we have an ETA on when Shelley is expected to return? He's retired. He was wrestling this week. Oh, fantastic! So yeah. the what what was the deal with the with the pile driver? Like, uh, yeah, just yeah, came off camera for a little. What was? No, it was an injury. Stinger. It was oh, Stinger. Just, oh, Stinger. Yeah. Okay, it was Stinger. But the Mountain as well. They're talking about uh, the Mountain. Oh, sorry, not the Mountain. The North. What, the, oh, I thought you were talking about the guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was yeah, like, I, I was know like, they went Game of Thrones like, with a little like, Sting uh, intro on like, AEW, but are they really bringing the Mountain in from Iceland? Yeah, I was, I was like, what am I talking about? <laughs> um, no, um, you have a cameo on one silly HBO <laughs> show, and you never, forever. yeah, <laughs> live off of forever. Actually, no, tell me about that time you were in Middle Earth, by the way. I was no, I was I was Westeros, not Middle Earth. But oh, excuse me. If you want to check, Wait, I thought out, you did both. Did you not? No, I didn't. didn't have any? You didn't have any? Lord I was Rings eleven things. when Lord of the Rings came out. So no, we were eleven. I was eleven. Yeah. So no. Why was I reading those books at such a young age? Oh man, because that's what happened. Like, you know, I was just talking to someone like to go off topic. I was talking to my friend there today about how that happened because she's about five years younger than me, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Here, you guys like Harry Potter, but you don't understand." Lord of the Rings and the Matrix were like really important mm-hmm. for us. And then Harry Potter just appeared as this weird other thing that we all just kind of missed out on as a result. But um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I, I didn't topic, miss so. out on that because, you know, Harry grew up at our age. But actually, for me, um, it, I, oh my gosh, I'm about to get super esoteric for like one second. I hope this makes sense to the one person who gets this. J.R.R. Tolkien was really close friends with C.S. Lewis. Yes. And in fact, they would go out for tea and they would share their writings with each other. They would critique they had each a group. other. They yeah, had a there group. was a little group that they had. Yeah. And um, Tolkien sometimes felt like C.S. Lewis went to Christian. And, you know, sometimes uh, C.S. Lewis was impressed by the way that Tolkien would get Christianity into his, his messages. But one of the things growing up um, that I loved was my mom used to read to me, starting with The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, maybe when I was like four or five, and read the series to me up through, you know, the Caspian mm-hmm. series and all of that. And it, that was one of those things where I'm starting to put together like a registry and whatnot now, where I was like, I can't wait to do that with my kid, like get to the point where I can, you know, I'm reading her a bedtime story and it's The Chronicles of Narnia when she's like four or five and like, there's cool things like that in life that uh, wrestling certainly provides connection like I've had with my little brother and whatnot. And literature can uh, can uh, do that as well. So I figured I'd sneak that in there since we were talking about Lord of the Rings and whatnot. And uh, hashtag Dave kind of made an announcement on the show. You're welcome. And uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So there you go. Um, hopefully it isn't ruined by the, the new shows that are coming out. But look. It is what it is. It is what it is. We'll get to that. Um, all right. So we're going to have to put a pin in it and see where this goes because it's still far too early with the actual, you know, with it's, it had a very good, strong week. The, I think the impact is the show to watch this week. We'll probably keep an eye on it. Obviously, Did you make an argument that this was the most... I was going to say impactful. impactful. I thought you were going. I thought you were going to make it. I, 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 I honestly was. did. Do you think that this was? I'll just say. Do you think this was the most impactful week? I know we're going to talk about some other things shortly. Um, mm. In wrestling, in since 15 lockdown, years. in fifteen years, I won't. I won't go as far as to say fifteen years. It's changed. But, the, it's changed the dynamic of wrestling. This week has changed the dynamic of wrestling. You're, like you're right. Funda- there, is, there is a completely. You're right. There is a complete paradigm shift. And I mean, like we, we I, had end of the era, quote unquote, for, but now we, we'll talk about it. But we we had end of the era. Yeah. And, and what uh, I want to say is, I think hmm. WWE is never going anywhere. Right. WWE no. is going to be here forever. But I I think, and I've said this, I said this a couple of years ago, but it just gets more and more true as we go on. I think WWE will be the television to the world's internet. What I mean that is WWE will always be there, no matter what happens. We've seen that. The plague happened. WWE kept going. Right? <laughs> um, they will always be there. But I don't think they'll be number one for very much longer. In the sense of as soon as like if AWTNA and 
New Japan are all linked together, they completely circumnavigate WWE and can do their own thing. Now, how long that's sustainable really depends on having good people run it. I do think the people who are running Impact are doing a phenomenal job. AEW, for for or from the, for the criticisms, they're doing a very good job. So it's just like right, let's just see what happens. A new Japan, a new Japan, right? Right. So I, well, and even let, let's be fair, because you know people are going to say, "Oh my gosh!" Now that they're teamed up with Impact, you guys are all of a sudden riding on AEW's. No, like, not. you know, it's not that. Our no. issue with AEW has never been necessarily the product. There's stuff that we loved. We've we've covered pay per views that we absolutely yep. loved. Absolutely, um, there's stuff that we hate, and our fear. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Yeah, no, our, our fear right, honestly right, is Cody Cody. Rhodes. No, no, we'll be honestly, serious. I'll get fair, yeah, yeah no, is. but our no, fear is, yeah. is that AEW is starting to go the route of WCW. And what we mean by that is not just presentation, not just breaking the fourth wall, not just taking shots at competitors. It's allowing talents to book the Themselves. product. And that's <laughs> what worries well, here, us. Well, here's the thing, though, right? The books I get, right? Omega I get, Moxley I get, Jericho I get, right? Those guys really know what's going on, right? I don't think it's a Kevin Nash thing where they want to put themselves over. The stuff that the books do is crazy. And I'm like, listen, if you guys just want to collect a paycheck, you wouldn't be doing half the things you guys do. Oh, no. Mad, no, the right? books have since it's, day it, one. It, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, if you've watched mad. them on the indies when they were coming up, yeah. I mean, the stuff that they were doing, but, it's insanity. But what I mean is, if they wanted to bleed the thing dry, they would put. They wouldn't bother their arse, right? They just wouldn't. Um, Omega's the same, um, and you know Jericho and stuff like that. They're all there for the right reasons. I do believe that, right? Cody if, is there. Cody, yeah, Cody's the exception. And honestly, Cody is there to prove that WWE treated his family wrong, and, that's, and that's I don't, the, I don't disagree but necessarily with Cody. That's not no, the I know, right, I know, I know what you're right about reasons. to say. That's I know what right you're reason. about to say. I agree that's not the right reasons, but I'm saying Cody almost seems like he's there to constantly prove that WWE treated his family wrong, dating back to making his dad wear polka dots in the ring. I get that. But at the same time, hey man, like this is your company. Like move forward, show us progression. Yeah. At a that's certain right. point, uh, you know, sour grapes. They just don't make the most delicious wine. And yeah. AEW is something that I want to open up and sip and enjoy with a nice meal. It's not something that I want to have bitter in my gullet and it just gets me really like crazy in my head. And From the throwing all sorts of things at me. And you guys are welcome for that absurd mixology analysis. But I don't know how else to describe Cody Rhodes. That's, that's, that's what he does to me. From the get-go, AEW has been... A WCW replacement, uh, facsimile, right? Well, the yes. difference between AEW being a facsimile of WCW, which to be fair, Impact kind of was as well, um, at certain points, is that it really, 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 really feels like WCW. And I love WCW, right? <laughs> we do. Feel, uh, it's yeah, funny because the matches we've, uh, the pay-per-views we've covered have not been their best. No, they have not, but they will. We will get there. You we know, will get there. And that's kind of the great thing about doing the shows. We actually get that scope to do it. But... Well, people talk about revisionism in history, right? Mm. And uh, you hear it in politics. You hear it in, um, you know, you go back to the Middle Ages. You go back to any war. You always hear about for revisionism. Well, revisionism in uh, WWE land is that WCW was awful. Why would anybody ever watch it? People tend to forget about the fact that WCW legitimately was the number one wrestling promotion on the planet for several years. And, there's a and reason. they did have a really good streak going there. And it needs to be appreciated for what it was. It's not just because WWE won the war. Sorry, this isn't history. The kings don't get to choose the monks that write the books that we read 2000 years later and we just assume that's what the history actually was and we leave everything else buried as myth. No, we were there. We saw it. But so not only we need that, to give appreciation to what actually occurred. Not only that, Dave, they charge 11 euros a month so you can watch it. That's <laughs> only 9.99 here in America. Yeah, well, we have corrupt EU taxes, so. 
I mean, you had me at EU and corrupt. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it is what it is. Right? Taxes are fun. Anyway. Um, are we going to get to it? Is it time? We are going to get to it. Right. But what I would say is, right, look, let's just see. I, I'm willing to start stay clean here with AEW and be like, right, let's see what happens. If they kill Impact, one, I'll have to finally write that book on Impact, which I've been saying for years I do. Uh, and also I'd be really upset because finally Impact has become what I always hoped it would be. So, you know, it is what it is. Right, to wrap up the show here, guys, um, we're going to talk about what was the biggest story in wrestling. Undertaker's final final appearance. Well, I don't think it's final appearance. I think he'll be back as far as do something, but his farewell. Okay. There's a lot that can be said about this from the video package. There's a moment, I think, for every true, every really dedicated wrestling fan where something hit them in a way that they weren't expecting to in a silly cinema. I mean, in really, honestly, a silly segment in terms of, hey, this was just of some video packages, some pyro, some really cool Tesla the coils playing mm. Undertaker's theme. I love that. Uh, cool. A lot of guys coming to the ring when there's no audience. And no, that wasn't weird. A lot of guys leaving. coming to the ring and then disappearing. And then disappearing. Here, do you so think, do you think, I want to ask you uh, before you do a question. Okay, or think, I won't ask the question. I guess no, I'm, no, do, 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 do. no, you're not. You're not. Okay. Do you, do, you, do you think Kane coming out in gear was a joke that everyone else played on him? Was that Kane? Oh. I've oh. never seen Kane with chest hair before. Oh, interesting. Okay, right. Sorry, answer your question. There you go. I think Dave figured that out. I thought it was a joke beforehand. Anyway, go for it. There sorry. was there was something going on, and I, I'm being a bit facetious uh, there. But um, okay, I know there's moments that got me more than one. I'll, I'll whatever. I don't care. I'm a fan. I'll admit it. What was the first moment where you realized? Oh. My floodgates are about to open. This is actually hitting my heart. And I, I didn't think it was. This is just a silly Survivor Series gimmick on a pay-per-view to maybe get a couple more eyes on. What was the moment that I think got you first? If, I know the moment that got us all yeah, in the, the end. But what's, mo- what got you first? If the video package hadn't been played on the pre-show, the video package would have got me 100%. Oh, okay. But the fact they played it on the pre-show, I was like, oh, I've, I've already seen this. Damn, you know, you've kind of ruined it. Um, I don't know, man. It's There was a lot about the, the farewell that took me out of it. Like, I'm, I was pulled in. And, uh, there, was, there was a lot of technical problems with it, uh, <laughs> where I saw the little pedestal come up, and I'm like, what are you doing? Wait, what are you referring to? When Taker, remember he came up, he was levitating. And right. then you, and then like it was levitating up, but then you kind of saw the platform and then went down again. Mm-hmm. That took me out of it a bit. So my floodgates didn't open as such um, because I had already seen done, that. Okay, I had done I had done the the big sin that you're not supposed to do a wrestling where you are too aware, and that's the problem about um, you know being a smart marker and that. It takes so much away from from it. It wasn't until I had turned my computer off and I was just watching it on that TV over there that I started. It really started to hit me because uh, that's how you're supposed to watch wrestling. You're not supposed to watch it with your computer open. All right, and that's that's the weird thing about our jobs, right? Yeah, you're, I mean, spo- you're, I, we'll you're supposed a, to watch it. We'll call this a job because I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we produce a show, we put it out, Absolutely. and there's. Certain- Things that we have to watch, and at the same time, we're making notes about okay, how are we going to talk about this? We're putting timestamps and things to grab screenshots, and uh, it's really when you get lost um, in the moment that it gets you. So you're saying it would have been the video package, yeah, but it wasn't because you had seen it beforehand. So what yeah. was the first thing that made you realize, oh wow, I'm I'm five years old again, and I'm sucked into this? I think it was when I saw how old he was. Mm. And I'm like, well, you're a person. You're not the mm. un- you're not 
I saw that too. You're I not saw that too. A lot of, how do I say it? You're you're not immortal. <laughs> that sounds so stupid. I know, uh, no, but you're right though. Stupid, you know. It you're sounds not, stupid, but it's okay. It's okay to feel that way, man. It's like you're you're not the superhero anymore. You're a person, right? And it was just, it, that's where I was kind of like, oh my god, like this is weird because you're the Undertaker. You know what I mean? And that was kind of the bit where I start getting a bit, you know, misty eyed as such because you're like, wow, this is this is it. You know, there's no way this is anything else like with the with the bone iron match you're able to hide so much which is why it was so good but when you actually see him in high definition and you're like wow okay you know it is what it is it's like watching logan okay which is what they were kind of going for i think to be honest with you so i'm going to tell you what got me and um it caught me by surprise actually we, we we i think it can go without saying that there's not a single person who truly was an Undertaker fan for decades upon decades that when he crouched down in the ring and they showed that that, that hologram of Paul Bear that didn't I mean I had I'm not gonna lie, I had tears coming down my face. My girlfriend unfortunately walked in the room while I was watching this in the middle of the day and she was like she just looked at me and she gave me a hug and she's like I was just like, damn it, wrestling making me cry. And she's like, you're so cute. And just gave me a kiss and walked away. And I was like, that's, I found the right one. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> somebody who can understand that and just be on their way was cool. But I, I don't think anybody who watched it, um, that's not the moment where, I mean, I just, I, I lost it. That was too much. But there, for me, mm -hmm. the initial moment, see, up until this point, we weren't sure that undertaker was really done right we, we we were holding out even i as much as I, I i pestered you and bugged you and and mocked you i was holding out that he would have a match against taker mm. and uh, against sting rather at wrestlemania i honestly thought that was a possibility um aj has talked about the fact that he would love to have an actual wrestlemania match in front of a crowd with taker um so, so I always thought that there was uh, maybe some sort of hope that this wasn't really the end for Taker. That's that Saudi Arabia, if you know they don't go to war with Iran, uh, has enough money that they can throw at Taker to come over and perform. That maybe something will get him in the ring. And the one constant that anybody that who watched yeah, it might, it might. But well, the one constant that anybody who watched the last ride in its entirety will tell you. is that if Vince McMahon tells Mark Calloway, I need you to come on a show and I need you to perform, Mark Calloway will be there. And what got me and what really made it all feel real was when they came back to the ring after the video package. Everybody was gone, which granted was odd that they were gone, but Vince McMahon was standing in the ring. And Vince McMahon delivered not a Vince McMahon program, uh, a pr promo, sorry, not even a eulogy, but just the way that he acknowledged the past and the present, saying WWF, but more importantly, acknowledging the fact that this was going to be the final act of The Undertaker wasn't just for me saying this is you know this is when i'm not gonna lie the tears tears started flowing because for me it wasn't just the acknowledgement that oh, okay maybe taker actually is retiring because as we've said repeatedly if vince mcmahon calls taker back undertaker will be in that ring and what we watched was a man who I've been watching so much in the late 90s, being crazy and being in wrestling matches and being full of life, but who's now well into his 70s and he himself is having struggles standing in that ring and acknowledging that he's finally letting Mark Calloway, the person, be free from the character, The Undertaker, that he has kept mm -hmm. him at for years and That's saying, this is it, this is the yeah, end. That 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 got me more That's than anything to. aside from Paul Bearer, man. That hit home like no other. It was the that's what I mean. 
and that's when like even though Taker um, Taker came out as Taker it wasn't no it, having Vince McMahon this weird admit thing that he's never like, going ha- having Vince McMahon admit that he's never going to call Taker again to wrestle a match after watching the last ride meant more than anything they possibly could have done because Vince has the final say in what Taker is done. And he said he was done and man, there, I just, I, but also, I don't think I believed it up until then. I thought, I thought survivor series was a gimmick to set up a future undertaker match. I really did. I really did. And then Vince, here's one for you. Here's one for you. Right. Here's one for you. Just, just to wrap it up. He Undertaker always existed outside of wrestling. As in, like, he never needed a belt. He never needed anything. He was the Undertaker. And finally, Undertaker was taken out of wrestling. And that, I think, was the hardest thing to really kind of do. From an emotional standpoint, it was like, wow, this force of nature no longer exists and it's done it's gone dude we're both so. 32 years of age we don't remember a time in our lives where the undertaker wasn't on television wrestling we don't we Har- simply hardest don't thing. hardest thing yeah hardest thing hardest thing for me to do what was that because it's just like my whole life obviously i was born before the Undertaker yourself myself you know a couple years but, but i mean we thought that don't we're remember cognizant. it yeah. No, don't remember it. My very first, one of my very first moments of watching wrestling was The Undertaker. One of, I remember The Taker crucifying Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> right. yeah. You know, um, I remember all this stuff and it's it's great. You know, one thing we can say is that like, we can watch his career. The great thing with the show is we can go, we're, we're going back and watching some of his great matches. And um, yeah, it's it really is one of those things. But um you know, we weren't joking when we said the paradigm of wrestling has changed drastically yeah. in the two years, uh, two weeks. You know, there's a there's a, there's a quote, and um, I don't usually quote Karl Marx. I'm never going to again. <laughs> oh, geez, this is how we're ending our show. Well, uh, it's what a, happened? What happened to our great uh, it's, show? it's either Karl Marx or not Lenin. Sorry, of course. So I'm not going to quote Lenin in a good way either. But was it that it, democracy is the first step towards socialism, or no, is that taking us off on a different tangent? No, he said there are some years that feel like there are some weeks that feel like years, and some years that feel like weeks, and that's what this has felt like, where we have moved so drastically away for to a new paradigm in wrestling. Not only because the Undertaker has retired, but what we talked about earlier on in the week, earlier on in the show, it's just like, well, we're in this whole new, whole new space. You know, it's unbelievable. What a year 2020 has been, but I never thought we'd be having this conversation. That's for sure. We started this show with the premise of we're going to need to cover the past because nothing's going to happen in 2020. And we have spent at least half of our shows talking about what's actually happening in 2020 and i think that really is kudos to an entire industry that has thrived you can call wrestling a soap opera you can call wrestling theater um the difference is that unlike those two things wrestling is actually thriving and we are watching it and it's keeping us i'll say it sports entertained and at the end of the day what more can i ask for here's the thing you know and very few things have felt as real as the emotion people have felt watching the Undertaker finally leave. I've been watching the Undertaker supposedly retire since April. I posted stuff to my Twitter, my yeah, Instagram this, back then, but this, this is different. I, this was different. I didn't believe it. Is I there another wrestler who could announce tomorrow that they're done and they go out and they give them, you know, a nice farewell, great video packages great legends come out to you know laud them in the ring and show their respect that would hit you the way that taker did i did not realize that undertaker was my favorite wrestler of all time until this week either did i either did i and i think that's the hardest part nobody Nobody knew that. <laughs> Nobody knew it. Everybody thought, you know, oh, this was it. This was it. No, it was the Undertaker all along. 
He was the constant that we always took for granted. And like any, any lost love, it's not until it's actually taken away from you that you realize what you're missing. Yeah. But look, guys, let us know. Obviously, we're not done talking about The Undertaker. Um, by a long shot, it's the rewind. We're, <laughs> we're going to be talking about The Undertaker a lot. But, you know, we're, we're blessed in that sense because we are lucky that we get to kind of do that. And, um, yeah, so obviously there's a lot more stuff to talk about uh, in the weeks ahead. We're going to get back to Survivor Series 1999 and probably have some kind of impact uh, more regular content come up as well but guys let us know what you want because this is a show all about you guys really is and um, we have a couple of requests as well that we've been getting to nerdtonomedia at gmail.com um, we have our uh, URL if you guys can't find us pop in therestlingrewind.com and it'll take you straight to our YouTube which all our shows are there and we're on Spotify um, SoundCloud all that kind of good stuff as well um, Dave Anything you want to say before we wrap up this week? Thank you, Taker. I'm not going to plug my own crap this week. Thank you. Fair. Thank I you. Uh, I would echo that as well. And you know, as someone who selfishly is... Selfishly, I don't want the Undertaker to be gone. But in one sense, he there's no one who has earned it as much. So... That's is what it is. So, guys, look for Dave and myself for everyone at Nerdtonal Media. We will talk to you next week here on the Wrestling Rewind. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to a Nerdtonal Media production. <laughs>